Happy Friday, and welcome to Newsmax Daily for April the 7th, 2023. Good Friday, commemorating the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. It's the final service of Holy Week ahead of Resurrection Sunday, also known as Easter Sunday. Today is also National Beer Day, which essentially celebrates the end of Prohibition and is celebrated on April 7th, so it is not always on Good Friday. This year, April 7th, just happens to be Friday. The stock markets are closed today in observance of the Good Friday holiday being the first Friday of the month. The jobs report, the non-farm payroll report, was still released this morning, showing the nation's economy added 236,000 jobs in the month of May. Pretty much in line with expectations, the so-called analysts were looking for around 238,000 jobs. Yes, analysts, I know. That's well below the roughly 300,000 or so that we had in February. So maybe it's a good thing the markets are closed today after four or five much needed positive days. No telling how the markets would handle that news. In other news, the White House is again pointing the finger and blaming the Trump administration for its Afghanistan debacle that cost the lives of 13 U.S. service members. While it was always the president's intent to end that war, it is also undeniable that decisions made and the lack of planning done by the previous administration significantly limited options available to him. Retired Navy Rear Admiral John Kirby, serving as coordinator for strategic communications at the National Security Council, the man with the biggest and longest title in all of Washington, who later in the press conference did acknowledge... He's the commander-in-chief. And uh, he absolutely has responsibility for uh, the operations that our men and women uh, conduct and the orders that he gives. Fred Flights, senior fellow at the America First Policy Institute, is a former National Security Council chief of staff, CIA analyst, and House Intelligence Committee member. We know that Joe Biden rushed our troops out of Afghanistan so he could do a victory lap in the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks. We know he rejected the advice of his generals and of other senior U.S. officials not to do it this way. We know that senior officials from many countries told him not to do this. We know he did not consult with the Afghan government when he did this. What we heard was obscene. This is, an, an, this is out of, completely out of touch with reality. And, and how General Kirby can, can say these things when it's very clear what happened, it, it, it's just appalling. And it just shows that the Biden administration is very worried about the investigation by the new Republican House into the origins of Afghanistan. And I'm very proud to say that my colleague, General Keith Kellogg, he will be testifying on April 18th about what really happened on the Afghan withdrawal, and I I urge your viewers to watch. Yeah, and let's remember, 13 American troops uh, died on that one particular day. Um, I haven't read the document yet, so I don't know how he addresses that, but you can't blame that on a predecessor. Uh, There was no regard for getting Americans out. 
No, there was no regard. And we left a lot behind. We left a lot behind. They lied about how many were left behind at the time. I wrote about this at the time. We're now finding that there were more there than they admitted to. The administration still won't talk about that. They won't talk, and they're not doing anything to get them out, or very little. It's mostly being done by private organizations, uh, mostly uh, veterans who are risking their lives with organizations to get Americans out and Afghans who helped Americans uh, to get out of the country. Fred Flights on American Agenda with Bob Sellers. One of those organizations working to help get Americans out of Afghanistan, as well as the Afghani operatives that worked with us, the ones that we left behind, is the Special Operations Association of America. I spoke with the group's founding member, Daniel Elkins, on the radio several times. This horrible uh, atrocity that happened where 13 Americans lost their lives, we, we, we need answers for that. How did that happen? You know, uh, for your listeners out there, uh, the whole pullout of Afghanistan and, and how bad it went uh, really brought the members of the military and the veterans community that fought uh, during the last 20 years uh, to uh, an all-time low in morale. I mean, we've seen significant uh, issues, mm -hmm. uh, mental issues result from that. And you, you ask the question, you know, what's going on on the ground? Well, uh, from the, uh, the sources that we use in the network that we had set up uh, to actually provide safe haven to the many Afghans that were running for their lives through a series and a network of safe houses, you know, we're hearing that uh, torture is significant. You know, this is a regime uh, that uh, uses torture, um, control, it, to manipulate the people to do what they want. Uh, it's not a bastion of hope and a bastion of freedom. And I think that uh, it's, it's really sad uh, that it's being presented in any other terms than those. So there you go. The first hand account from someone who fought in Afghanistan and has spent a lot of time in Afghanistan and is working to help Americans and Afghanis, Army Green Beret Daniel Elkins, founding member of SOAA, Special Operations Association of America. That's part of a conversation I had with him last year on the radio. I believe they have that on their Facebook page and the Special Operations Association of America Twitter if you want to go listen to the entire interview. Meanwhile, Congressman Rich McCormick of Georgia, a member of the House Armed Services Committee and Marine, spoke with Rob Schmidt. One of the moments uh, that I did see in the in the press conference was Kirby trying to say that, oh, you know, intelligence is, is so difficult and it was hard for us to know that the Taliban was, you know, gaining ground and control in the country so quickly that they would move into Kabul so quickly. Um, I, I didn't buy any of that. I, I, I think so much of this was preventable and so many mistakes, including leaving the air base. Uh, I mean, th there were blatant mistakes here. Don't you agree? It's a bold faced lie. First of all, I know that they knew better than that. I know for a fact from the very beginning that Taliban was starting to make small incremental changes around all the surrounding areas, all the rural areas, as police knew what was coming, saw the leadership change, knew that we had announced when we were going to leave, which was a tactical, actually a strategic error in the first place. Uh, they were actually preparing to hand over the keys to the Taliban as they went. By the time we even got close to withdrawing, we were already boxed into a couple uh, very right. small areas, and we were at every disadvantage you can imagine. That is a, it's a total mischaracterization of what actually happened. They knew what was happening. Uh, they shouldn't misconstrue the facts. They should take ownership of what they did wrong and move on. Yeah, and they do their own report on their own failings, because if anybody else had done it, 
that report would have looked a lot worse. Even even trying to allege that they didn't leave all that equipment behind when we know they left all the Hummers and the tanks and everything else. Just a total humiliation. Uh, and then they give their own report on it. Rob Schmidt, host of Rob Schmidt Tonight with Georgia Rep. Richard McCormick of the Armed Services Committee. And his Georgia congressional colleague, Marjorie Taylor Greene, spoke with Eric Bowling. You were in New York City on Monday and you pointed out how filthy and crime-ridden that city really has become. And shortly after that, New York Congresswoman AOC just had to jump in and defend that rotting apple and calling you, Congresswoman, petty. How do you respond to AOC? Well, AOC is pretty petty herself. We're on the oversight committee together, and she's constantly complaining about the things that we're talking about because all she wants to talk about is abortion from a woman who's basically an actress who comes from a disgusting city where people are dying on the streets. They're drugged, literally falling over um, from drug use. Crime is out of control. And the city is run by a mayor, uh, Mayor Adams, who called me out by name, basically threatening me and putting a target on my back. Eric, I'm going to go ahead and let you know that I got a death threat, a very serious one, the same day that I was in New York there. And I believe it's because of the way Mayor Adams, AOC, and and Jamal Bowman uh, were talking about me and speaking about me. And this person called my office and said they were going to uh, slit my throat. Capitol Police has and the FBI have go have had to go and visit this person, and we'll find out if they've been arrested yet. But this is AFC City, and this is the kind of um, political. Uh, if if I may, if I may, Congresswoman, I, please keep us informed on whether or not that person gets arrested. Because I saw the ladies, uh, one of the ladies on the View, saying, "Oh, you were you were doing an interview inside a car because you were too afraid to be outside in New York." Well, I think I had reason to be concerned, especially with the atmosphere there. Um, you know, when I got out of the car, I was basically mobbed. Uh, it was a mixture of press and counter protesters. That's Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene on the balance with Eric Bowling. In other news, it has been a rough week for Democrats beginning in Tennessee, where the state's House of Representatives voted to expel three Democrats from the state house. One of the three, Gloria Johnson, a white woman, survived expulsion by one vote, while Justin Jones of Nashville, a black Filipino, and Justin Pearson of Memphis, who is also black, were expelled in votes mainly along party lines. All three were accused of breaking party rules when they joined anti-gun demonstrators uh, at the Capitol last week. Of course, the optics of two young black men being expelled while the one white representative wasn't doesn't look good for the Republicans there in Tennessee. Respect the human dignity of every citizen in the state of Tennessee and not just the ones that look like you and not just the ones that agree with you. That's Representative Gloria Jones. Republicans deny race had anything to do with it. The other blow to Democrats comes from North Carolina, the great city of Charlotte, the Queen City to be exact, where I was living until recently, and where Democratic State Rep. Tricia Cotham announced that she's switching parties. So our next guest, a North Carolina Democrat jumping ship to the GOP, cementing a Republican supermajority in the state house of representatives she joins us now north carolina state representative trisha cotham along with north carolina house speaker tim moore welcome to wake up america trisha gotta ask you that obvious question why did you decide to flip parties 
Well, you know, I have always been a legislator who is a public servant, and I believe in common sense, governing, leading, working across the aisle. But it, it's really about getting things done for the great state of North Carolina. It's about helping our children get the best education, about building our economy for everyone. And the Democratic Party has really gone in a very, very sad direction, and they're paying the consequences all over this state and all over this country. Um, but I'm not going to be controlled. I'm not going to be a puppet of the governor, of anyone. I'm a free thinker. That is not welcomed in the Democratic Party. It is not welcomed or encouraged, and that's unfortunate. I'm, you know, I'm here to serve people, not to just push a button that the governor says to push. So this concept of free thought is not welcomed at all. And a lot of my big views that I just mentioned are very much aligned with the Republican Party. And they have welcomed me and encouraged me and have extremely been there a lot. And the Democrats just keep viciously attacking me and my children. And um, that's below bell and wrong. But that's what it's become. North Carolina State Rep. Tricia Cotham on Wake Up America. Cotham is not some rogue Democrat either or somebody that maybe always wanted to be Republican. She was married to state Democratic Party chair Jerry Meek. And her mother, Pat Cotham, is one of the many Democrats that sits on the Mecklenburg Board of County Commissioners there in Charlotte. And check this out. I told you yesterday it was National Burrito Day. Competitive eating champion Joey Chestnut went to Milwaukee and ate 14 and a half burritos in 10 minutes. I'm assuming those were pretty big. It was the first ever Kudoba World Burrito Eating Championship. I don't know if you're familiar with that chain of Mexican-style restaurants, Qdoba. He won the contest with those 14 and a half burritos. Chestnut is, of course, the 15-time winner of the Nathan's 4th of July hot dog eating contest. Amazing. Gross, but amazing. Congratulations, Joey. And don't forget, Newsmax TV is available on most major cable systems, including AT&T, Comcast, Xfinity, DirecTV, Dish, Spectrum, and many others, as well as platforms like Apple, Amazon, Pluto, Zumo, and others. And be sure to get the Newsmax app so you can watch your favorite shows anywhere, anytime, and stay up to date. Thank you for listening to Newsmax Daily. Have a blessed weekend, a happy Easter. I'm Tony Marino. Let's get back at it here on Monday. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.